like that. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a special day today, some special music. We invited God himself to speak from the pulpit there. <laughs> oh, way to go, Pat. So it's been a long time, I think long time. I haven't been here a long time. I asked uh, Erica, she's only been here five years. This is her anniversary of five years. As, yeah. Oh, what a gift she is to you and to whoever stands in this place. So it's this, the season of creation. It's, it's kind of uh, put out there as a, another liturgical uh, season, like Christmas and Easter and Lent and those seasons we have Pentecost, those seasons of the year. So we have a new one. It's the season of creation. So this is the first Sunday of creation, right? Yeah. So creation, you know, we mostly I think we think of creation as just about the creation of the earth. And yeah, we, we should think about it that way, I think, because it's very, very important to us this earth, but creation is way more than that, right? The early, early, early people didn't have the, the, the way to see as far as we can see, uh, you know, thought maybe this earth was all there really was that was important and it was created, but no, we've learned a lot more. Creation also has never stopped or even slowed down. Creation is, is happening as we speak. Creation is happening. And it's boundless. We don't know what, if any, limits there can be to that. There's a phrase in the Eucharistic prayer, C, which we've been using and we will use today at the, at the Eucharist, the vast expanse of interstellar space. The space in between the stars, interstellar space. We have no idea. Some people think they do, but you know, they don't. <laughs> They'll admit it if you ask them. So it's the season of, of, of creation of everything. Our focus though really needs to be on what supports our life, this earth. So this is the, 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 the Sunday of earth. This beautiful hanging we have here is the one that represents earth. The one you can see from over here is wind. And what's over there? Fire? I don't know. Uh, is it fire? And uh, so next Sunday we'll have a, a dancer come and dance the wind for us. We really want to be here for that. Be a lot of fun. So today we celebrate what uh, early philosophers came up with as the four basic elements of, of, uh, 
of creation, of, of everything that is, the four basic elements. That is, that is in this, in this, this season. And, and those four are earth, wind, fire, and water. It's a very traditional idea of what everything's made out of. And it doesn't have to do with the 118 known and discrete chemical elements that are on the periodic table of elements. Does anybody know how to sing that little? There's a little song you can do to, to remember all of them. I don't know if the song includes all the last few that have been added over the last few decades. But it's not what we're talking about here when we're talking about the elements of creation. Earth, wind, fire, and water. It came from an early Greek philosophy a long time ago. So we're talking today about Earth, the planet Earth. We read an Eucharistic prayer. And by the way, when, we, when I read the prayer today, and you have it in your bulletin too, uh, I'd like you to pay special attention of what those words are. But it will include this. It's your command, God. All things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. So I'm always going to Wikipedia to find out things. You know, I don't know if everything in Wikipedia is true. I really don't. You just kind of have to see if it makes sense when you read it. But anyhow, uh, I wanted to know how, how long the the earth has been here, or there, or wherever it is. And so here it is. It says, when the solar system, that is the sun and the planets, settled into its current layout, sun with planets going around, that was about 4.5 billion years ago. A long time. And earth formed, the earth formed when gravity pulls swirling gas and dust in, pulled it in to become the third planet from the sun. That's us. And then, out of the primordial ooze that developed in that early, early body, heavenly body that existed, comes life. There's various theories about where and how it came but there's they, 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 something we call life came. And then humanity. Long time later, humanity. And so we read from the prayer, from the primal elements you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. And I've oftentimes wondered when we say that's a blessing. I don't know if it's entirely a blessing that we have memory, reason, and skill. All four of those things have often gotten us in a lot of trouble. But we have it. We have that. And so he says, God says, you made us the ruler. We say to God, you made us the ruler of creation but we betrayed your trust. 
I don't think anybody, anything could be more true today sometimes. You know, there's a law, I think, uh, pretty much a law that can't be disputed, the law of change or the law of impermanence. Everything changes. Everything. You and I are changing just as we stand here and sit here. That little baby is changing rapidly. <laughs> and everything changes. We, and, and nothing that is made is permanent. Nothing. You say, well, those mountains out there are, per are permanent. They look pretty permanent to me. Yeah, well, I think most of us would admit there was a time when they weren't there at all, those mountains. They came bubbling out of this thing we call Earth. Inevitable, immutable law of change. A glob of oil, a glob of oil becomes a diamond. I mean, that's some radical change right there. So we have this unsettling reality today, very unsettling, I think. Someone wrote a book called The Inconvenient Truth. It's not convenient. <laughs> Because there's limited resources on this planet. There is. Disturbing denial of climate change is an inconvenient problem. We wonder and argue and fight about our impact on this planet and it's changing. I just wonder if the answer might to, to, to change might be able to change that we would be able to change ourselves. I think we have that power. We can't change other people, and we keep trying so hard to do that, but we can change ourselves. And we can't stop change, but I think we can change the change. Maybe kind of redirect it in another direction, huh? Because the future of the human race is tenuous. So I went back to Wikipedia to see if I could find out, uh, you know, like, um, how much time do we have? <laughs> and, and some scientist says, humanity has about, only has about one billion years left unless we find a way off this rock. That's because the sun is increasing in brightness about 10% every billion years. So I think most of us might know that sooner or later the sun's going to kind of fry this whole thing. But we got a billion years to figure this out. And I don't know if we can. There's plenty of time to ponder our future. But we don't seem to be heading in the right direction. I don't know.
So, who knows what that is? Eclipse, maybe? Anybody else have a guess? Eclipse. Never mind the red ring. Earth. That is Earth. Taken from the uh, spaceship Voyager 1 as it exited the universe on its path. The astronomer Carl Sagan talked NASA into turning the camera back as the, the, the Voyager was, what is it, six billion kilometers away from Earth and take our picture. And that's it. In the actual picture, that is that dot is one pixel. Some of you know what a pixel is. It's kind of the little dots that make up your TV screen. A pale blue dot. And he wrote, Sagan was, uh, I think he likes to say he's an atheist. Um, I say say, he's passed away, but uh, I think most people that say they're atheists or really agnostics, uh, just don't understand or, or even believe in the Judeo-Christian version of, of God. Because when you read uh, Carl Sagan's writings, you, you feel the presence in what he writes. And he wrote this. Look at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species, lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph, they could become the momentary master of the fraction of a dot. Our posturing, our imagined self-importance, 
the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there's no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit, yes. Settle, not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we have ever known. Thank you for uh, your kind attention. Thank Carl Sagan for all he meant to us. Amen.